Yo, what is up, podcast? It's your boy Muhammad Masri, and in this podcast, we have our first guest, Muhammad Ahmed. And I chose him to be on this podcast because I really believe he has some valid points regarding political views on this virus and, you know, questions I have for him, uh, you know, about this topic. So I hope you guys enjoy and yeah, peace out. Yo, what's up? What's going on? What's up, G? How you been doing? Doing good, bro. How you doing? Well, let me for me, 100%. You just been quarantining and chilling? Yeah, doing some Postmates deliveries on the weekends when it's busy. But yeah, just chilling, man. Getting ready for Ramadan. What about you? Yeah, getting ready for it. You know, it's less than 12 hours away. So, I'm yeah. hyped. Yes, sir. For sure. All right. So, um, pretty much, um, this is our guest, Muhammad Ahmed. I have a few questions for you. You know, I see like political stuff just a little bit so i had a few questions on the virus and how you know the government's taking hand with the virus so the first question i wanted to ask you to get some points some opinions on your topic is how do you think the country has been doing with this virus compared to other countries like let's say france or you know germany or whatever it is it's honestly a good question and i'm being honest with you i mean this is subject to opinion obviously that's the whole point of an opinion but I think America's yeah. doing a horrible job. I really do For think sure. they're doing a horrible yeah. job. And I'll no. tell you why. Yeah. Because, you know, look at China, Italy, yeah. France, Spain, South Korea, Singapore. Yeah. Those countries had a lot of cases. But that's not because they were stupid. It's because the virus took its course. But what they did do was they tried to lock down as much as they could. Yeah. You didn't see people in those countries doing what people are doing in america running outside holding guns at state capitals yeah honking their horns like during press conferences like that's yeah. ridiculous and you know what like I'm you, can, you can see in the streets there's a, like still a lot of people you know some people just aren't listening to the lockdown it's dangerous and the problem is america well not america but like a lot of people in america have a victimization complex you hear people say give me my rights give me liberty or give me death you know don't oppress me and yeah. i'm just like you are not being oppressed, like, especially because it's mostly sure. white people. Yeah. What, can, what do you know about oppression if you're white? Like, you could be oppressed for other reasons because you're gay, because you're a woman, because you're, like, a, not a Christian. That's different. But for being white, yeah. how can you be oppressed? So these yeah. people can't say they know what real oppression is. This is sure. all just um, – it's just being insensitive, and it's really horrible. And that just shows you, like, how America is broken, like, morally. The way we see things is so broken. It is for sure. I saw this one video on your social media where it was, I mean, it, people went to the extent to say that the virus wasn't even real, but yet they were wearing a mask. So, I mean, how does that even work? If they think the virus isn't real, but yet they're wearing uh, N95. That just, it really doesn't make any sense in that case. Well, it doesn't make any sense. And I think the best way to sum it up is basically, I mean, like you said, I saw the video. I mean, obviously I put it. He had a yeah. mask on. Some people had full-on body gear, which wouldn't have made much of a difference anyway, unless you're a doctor. They yeah. were wearing all these things, and they're saying, oh, I'm not afraid of it. I'm not worried about it. But they're deep down, they are terrified. They are but they completely just terrified. But they don't want to admit it because, like I said earlier, it's insecurity. It's insensitivity. They really want just to do whatever they want, but they're too afraid to admit they're also scared of the virus. So they're just they're trying to act tough. America has this problem with trying to act tough like we for think sure. we're big yeah we think we're this and that you know we call ourselves the united states of america like we're the power of the world and like 
yeah, I mean, America is powerful. It's the free world. I'm not going to say it's not powerful. Yeah. But we get, we get this sense of entitlement into our heads that, like, we can do anything. So these people think that they're Superman and Superwoman, but really they're nothing. For sure. That's 100%. For sure. I also wanted to ask also this question where, you know, has there been racism on this virus? You know, I've been hearing Trump and many different people call this, you know, the Chinese virus. I don't think that's right. That's like calling, that's like blaming all Muslims on 9-11 for, like, the terrorism when it was only, like, four people. So how does this oh, virus yeah. compare to the virus? Oh, yeah, no, I mean, de- definitely. I think President Trump, he's definitely, um, he's used this in a racist way because if you saw a picture that someone took, I forget who it was, it might have been ABC News or the Associated Press, someone took a picture of his notes on the podium where he stands during his press conferences. Yeah. He literally crossed out Corona and wrote in Chinese. Are you serious? Like, I didn't even see that. Wow. You can look it, no, you can look it up. This is a real picture and it's not fabricated. Yeah. It's real. It's verified. He intentionally crossed it out. And his yeah. explanation for calling a Chinese virus is saying, oh, well, China, I'm going to put the accent on, well, China accused us of manufacturing the virus. So we're going to say it really came from them. Okay, number one, I doubt that's true. Number yeah. two, even if it was, why do you feel the need to just fight back? Like, that's the thing with him. If you push his button, instead of being the better person, he just fights back. And that's a sign of a weak leader. But yeah, it is racist because, you know, I was telling one guy, because he kept saying, no, it's not racist. I said, yes, it is, because here's why. I told him, let's say, so like you're, he's a white guy, you know, typical yeah. American. I was like, okay, say you were in China right now. Let's reverse the roles. Say yeah. you're in China and a virus broke out in the United States. Well, you know, some strand broke out in the United States and it made its way to China. And people in China were getting sick from this and dying the same way people in America are getting sick and dying. Okay, yeah. let's say the leader of China, I forget his name. Let's say he called it the American virus. Okay, yeah. so anybody who's not Chinese, so white or black or anything that would be considered American, if people got attacked and harassed and discriminated because the leader called the American virus, would that not bother you? You have to put yourself that in would, one yeah. shoes to know how For it sure. feels. Yeah, 100%. So yeah, that would, absolutely. That, it violates people. And, you know, it violates their morals too. You know, it's just crazy. But, you know, I also want to touch down, you know, speaking of Trump, you know, I – there's many people saying that he's been doing a good job. Like people, I know people's been saying like governor, governor. I think his name is like Kuma or something like of the New York of New York. He, they, everyone's saying he's doing a very good job, but not that many people can say the same for Trump. What What is your take on Trump and doing his job as a president and commander in chief in this pandemic? Well, like you said, uh, Kumo from New York has done a good job. Our governor Bashir's done a good job. As for Trump, though. I'm, if I'm going to be objective and fair, with a little bit of opinion, but mostly objective, I would say he's done what he can, but he's done it too late. Here's what I mean. Yeah. If he had invoked the National Defense Act way ahead of time, before it became a pandemic, so more hospitals had masks, more of them had ventilators, so doctors and nurses aren't suffering the way they are. If he installed... And this is kind of an institutional thing. I'm not going to put this all on him. But if his yeah. administration in general, if his administration, you know, pushed Congress to pass, you know, moratorium on rent. So like freezing rent, you know, raising yeah. wage for essential workers, which some places are doing, but only because the companies were pressured to do so, not because of the government. Or yeah. if, you know, we had a universal basic income. So like he's sending out $1,200 checks. If that was a regular thing, and if it was more than $1,200, you know, if he had done those things, people would not be struggling financially. So even with the economy, yeah. 
you know, with the economy being kind of dead, people would still be thriving financially. People are suffering financially because we have a horrible, what's called the horrible safety net. We have no safety net. If you lose your job, you don't have health care. So people don't have yeah. health care and they get sick and they can die because they can't go to the doctor. They don't have enough money to pay for groceries, to pay for bills, yeah, that's to pay a for mortgages, whatever. And sure, people, yeah. people can go bankrupt because of that. So yeah. I blame him for a lack of a safety net and Congress, too, because, you know, they're the ones who pass these laws. I blame him for not invoking the Defense Act ahead of time. And more importantly, this is the biggest thing that he done that he did wrong. The biggest thing that President Trump did wrong was that when it was visible that it was going to be a threat when people in America were starting to get cases like up in Washington. Yeah. When he knew this was real and health experts, everyone in the world knew it was real. In some countries, it was already bad, like China. He called it, and you can look it up, he called it a democratic hoax. Like he was basically yeah. saying this is the Democrats' latest hoax. He literally said yeah. that. And his base was so excited, which is dangerous because those same people who got excited are probably the same people who dressed up in riot gear and machine guns and went to state capitals thinking, oh, this isn't real. That's yeah. dangerous. He's he's spreading disinformation. So that's the biggest thing. Disinformation, lack of a safety net, and uh, treating it like a joke. So I, I'd yeah. say now he's doing what he can, but he hasn't done enough. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, he's been doing what he can, but he hasn't done enough. But I'd be seeing Governor Kumo from New York, you know, he's pushing the limits. He wants what's best for his state. And that leads me to the fourth question. You know, do you think white privilege is taking a hold in this pandemic as well? Oh, my God. Absolutely, of course. In <laughs> oh, so many sure. ways. And that's the crazy thing is so many people don't even see why. I mean, here's exactly how white privilege is taking place. Look yeah. at all the protesters, first of all, at all the state capitals all over the country. Yeah. Who are the guys protesting? Mostly angry, white, armed men. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? If the roles were reversed, if they were black, do you want to tell me yeah. that the police wouldn't be arresting them or tear gassing them or spraying them with God? Yeah, knows? Well, sure. Of course they, yeah. they would. Yeah. And people are saying, oh, there's a few black people in the protest. Yeah, like a couple, but mostly surrounded by white people who make up the majority. So they're yeah. just tokens. They don't count. So if you look at the history of protests in America, like look at the civil rights movement, non-violent, yeah. like I'm telling you, non-violent, non-armed, civil disobedient protests. People were attacked by dogs, by police officers, by white yeah. supremacists just because they wanted to sit at a lunch counter. They wanted to go to a good school. Because they wanted to live in a safe neighborhood. Because they wanted equal opportunities. They got beaten and almost killed for it and arrested. Yeah. So when you look at how this country's treated black people historically and how these white-armed protesters are just being pushed aside, that's white privilege. Now, number two, you know, like you said, we talked about the Chinese virus. Who's being blamed for the virus? Not Trump, yeah. who didn't do enough. Not the federal government, who could have passed more social safety net programs. The, the, but the no, people. we're going to blame Chinese people who yeah. had nothing to do with it. Yeah. So we're going to look at them and we're going to blame them for it when really there's so many things America should be at fault for. That's number, for sure. number three, and this is a big thing. This is something a lot of people don't know. Yeah. So I want people to hear this very closely. Yeah. Who is dying at the highest rate? Not white people, but black yeah. and brown people. In some cities like Chicago, Milwaukee, and even Louisville and Lexington, Black people only make up like a third or a fourth of the populations in these cities, among For many sure. other cities. But most of the people dying are black. I yeah. think in Lexington, I could get this number wrong, but I know in Lexington or in Kentucky, in Kentucky, 
black people are either one and a half or two and a half times more likely to die from the virus than white people. Why there's do you think that is for that? There's many reasons for that because number one, a lot of inner cities are poor. People don't have health care. Oh, they, yeah. you know, that's, they have to work. Yep, they have to go to work. And, they have to work in unsafe conditions. Mo- sure. You know, I mean, I'm not saying white people don't have to either, but more often than not, inner city black folk have to go work and they have yeah. to work because they have to. Yeah. You know, and on top of that, in their neighborhoods, there's less healthcare centers, you know, less places, you know, like less grocery stores where they can stock up on food so they don't have to go out as frequently. You know, they don't have a lot of them don't have cars, so they have to take the bus, which in itself can be dangerous because you can get infected there. Um, if you look at the history of segregation yeah. and redlining, which forced them into inner city neighborhoods, um, a lot of them just don't have wealth or a lot of resources, which is why they don't have healthcare centers, grocery stores, things that would keep them safe and sound. And on top of that, medical discrimination is a real thing. Black patients are more likely to wait in a waiting room because there's proof of unconscious and sometimes conscious bias from doctors that because people are black, their pain either isn't real or they're just toughing it out. Because there's this idea that black people have been seen since slavery to have been naturally savage and tough. Yeah. And it's a really messed up thing. You might think, oh, they're strong. But no, you're saying they're strong because they're animals, like they're savages. And they're yeah. racist. So it is. It is, you know. And that's I think that's the problem with this pandemic is we all have to get together as one, not just, you know, be racist and start profiling things, you know. Well, it's that's huge. the thing, man. We, we, I'd love to do that, too. But if you look at the history of this country and how deep racism is, it's just it's so much For easier sure. said than done. People are literally like they're programmed to think like that, like. It's almost psychotic from the way Americans normalize race and normalize how divided we are by race. It's actually very scary because you go to other countries and they're not as divided by race as we are. We literally make everything about race. So when people tell me, why do you make everything about race? I'm like, because this country doesn't. I'm trying to get people to see that, whether they realize it or not. For sure. Yeah, 100% makes sense. Well, you know, thank you, Mohammed, for, you know, your insight and you know, or your views on, you know, the situation. Um, thank you very much, you know. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. I um, hope I helped you. Inshallah, yeah, 100%. Thank you very much. All right, you All take right. care, brother. You too, peace. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of the podcast. I hope you guys took some valid viewpoints. And yeah, thank you very much and peace out.